0: Greetings, everyone. It is I, your debt-free degree expert, Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, here to welcome you to the How to Find Scholarships podcast. If you're a busy parent of a college-bound teen and you want to secure top-tier education without massive debt, keep listening. So the first thing I, I need to tell you is, your child needs a laptop this may sound like a strange place to start this presentation but i'm going to tell you an anecdote beautiful nigerian family i was uh, helping them they joined my community my paid community and i was helping their brilliant son and he was going to he was uh, a going to pharmacy school at a big state university and every time we would have our meetings the meeting would drop. So when I meet with young people, I meet with them on Google Meet. It is just like Zoom, except easier because it's just a link on the the internet. Once you have a Gmail address, you have access to a video chat technology like Zoom with less signing up (laughs) and everything. So every time we would literally, it, it happened, four times in a row and by the fifth time I was like okay what what is happening are you using internet somewhere else are you not at home and he said no I'm on my phone womp 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 when you use your phone you're going to have to download an app for everything we do so when I work with kids and when you're helping your team get scholarships they're going to need to send emails, sign up for scholarship platforms and create an account with a username and password. They're going to need to upload uh, copies of their transcript or uh, copies of essays up to scholarship applications. And is it possible to do all of that and talk on video chat? Uh No, his phone proved that. It started to crash. <laughs> it's going to be a little difficult to do all of that. Now, some people have tablets. <clears throat> tablets are a little better, but tablets are still like glorified phones in that you have to download an application for everything you want to do. And uh, there are some applications that have a, a little bit less Dexterities, a little bit less limberness, a little bit less features, if unless it's on a laptop. So, in order for you to conduct a lucrative and successful scholarship application program, you need to invest in a laptop. They are literally two hundred dollars. I don't want to speak for anybody's money. But you're going to have to, there's, there's some upfront costs to getting a kid in college, even before you get them in college. And getting them a laptop is one of them. And not their school's laptop. Their school's laptop is tied to their school email address. And it's going to limit some of your freedom. They need to have their own laptop or desktop of their own in their room. Okay, uh, Danica or Danica and Carter, 10th and 11th grade. Yes. All right. So the laptop allows you to uh, have video chat, have email. Uh, A lot of them still have internal storage where you can save things on them. And the screen size is going to be good. Right? This is what you want the laptop for. I'm assuming that most people also have a phone. Uh, But if you just have a laptop, you would be fine. If you only have a phone, it's going to present some roadblocks. All right. Number. Okay. The next thing I want you to do, there isn't supposed to be a number three right there. The next thing I want you to do is to create a professional email address. Your young person needs a professional email address none of this we stay lit biz 69 at gmail.com none of this sparkle booty twerk queen (laughs) none of this inappropriateness your youth pastor is is going to be afraid to open some semi-sexual email sounding and your child is just writing them to ask for a recommendation letter but their email address is, is presenting a roadblock. So they need to get a gmail, email address, and it needs to be professional. Last name dot firstname at gmail.com, first name dot last name at gmail.com or something like that. And here I have an example. This person decided their email should be ninja skills. 435 at email.com. Um, we don't know what some of the characters are. We don't know if it's a space or an underscore. It doesn't indicate that this is a real human. So avoid these unprofessional email addresses. Now the Gmail is the platform that is preferable. Uh, It's preferable for me because I um, use Google Meet in order to work with young people and help them through their college journey. But it's preferable in general because it includes things like Drive, where you have your own storage and you can create a folder that includes items they will use to apply for scholarships. So now I know some of you already knew this, but there are others of you who are saying, oh, this scholarship thing is digital in nature. Yes, everything is now digital in nature. If you and I are both Gen Xers, then we came from a time when applying to college could be done on a paper application. (laughs) And you received your acceptance letter in the mail inside of an envelope. That is no longer the case. If you've seen any of the viral videos where the family is looking over the young person's shoulder as they get into Duke, as they get into Harvard, As they get into Yale and other selective schools, they're always looking at a computer, waiting on an email. And when you apply to colleges, you will be applying online. So now I have a laptop and a professional Gmail email address. Now, what? I'm gonna tell you what. I want you to get a copy of that teen's transcript, their high school transcript. Lots of scholarships ask for a transcript and they don't ask for an official one. What do I mean by official? Official means the transcript is sealed and it hasn't, at least the institution that is being given to, believes it has not been touched by the person sending it to them so they want to believe that your child hasn't turned all of their d's to b's and this is an official transcript in a sealed envelope but if scholarships may everybody get official transcripts they would hardly they're hardly getting any applicants now the reason why <laughs> a big reason why a lot of the people in my community get to scholarships is simply because they apply for (laughs) people are not applying for these scholarships so that that bit of folklore that you hear people are leaving the money on the table they're not applying is true there's a lot of talking but not a lot of walking so for the scholarships a lot of them say upload a pdf of your transcript What happens is when you win the scholarship, sometimes they'll come back and say, now could you send us an official one? They want to make sure you're not a 40-year-old man who is (laughs) scamming and applying to scholarships as as an income stream, which has happened in the past. But in general, you need to get a copy of your high school, your, Your help your kid get a copy of their high school transcript this is what the transcript can look like depending on the school. It's usually kind of an official looking document with the school uh, letterhead and, and, and mascot on there. And it, a lot of times they include test scores, GPA, class rank. Um, they indicate if a class is AP honors or IB and that sort of thing. And let me tell you, it's good to just periodically check the transcript. I was working with young, one young lady who had been to more than one high school for a couple of reasons. And when we got her transcript to apply to scholarships, her transcript only had two years of high school in. It. Her current high school had not pulled over the courses from the other school. So I always keep an eye on that. I want you to get a copy of the ACT or SAT scores. Lots of scholarships ask for that. I want you to get a PDF copy of that score. Now, let me show you something. I'm going off track a little bit, but I want to show you. I want to show you this. So, I'm inside my own drive and I'm going to open up a blank Google Doc. The reason I'm showing you this is the SAT and the ACT both did the same thing. About three years ago, they stopped letting people go on the website and download a a crisp copy of their scores. They want you to pay $15 every every time you get a copy of your scores. Even though you can pull it up on your screen, take a screenshot. Of the uh of the score and then make your own copy of it. So usually what I do is I open up a Google document. I go to insert image and I'm going to pretend like one of these is a. Uh, is, is a copy of my scores and I pick the score. And then I put it on there and then I can download this. I can go to file, download. I can download this as a PDF. So you will notice that when I open it, it's now a PDF document. So you can take a screenshot of those scores. Do not let them charge you $15 every time you want a copy of your scores. Now, someone may be thinking, ooh, I wish I could interrupt Dr. Redmond and ask her, don't a lot of these colleges not require the scores anymore, Dr. Redman? Because my child doesn't test well. <laughs> my, child, my child does not test like somebody who should be going to college. It's a little rough. A lot of people don't test well. The ACT or the SAT, and I have a whole other presentation about which one you should pick, depending on some factors. But um, that's one part of a rubric that colleges use to uh, decide whether or not you should be admitted. There are some scholarships that ask for a copy of the ACT or the SAT. And some of those scholarships don't require that it be a certain number. They just want to see that you took it. Um, My advice is to still take it and try to do the best you can and try to schedule out the attempts so that you have the score you feel best about before their senior year starts or very early in their senior year. If I could get college bound families not to spend that whole single senior year on a hamster wheel of test and retest, it's anxiety producing. There's a moment at which you just have to let it go. And a lot of families Test and retest with no prep in between. So it's a little frustrating for me to meet a family there, you know, they're frustrated. Their teeth are on edge about the test. And I asked them, you know, what has been your process? Well, they took it in March, they took it in April, they took it in May, and it, the score went down. Then it went up one point, then it went <laughs> down. I'm like, so what kind of test prep did you do? Did you do online or did they meet with a tutor? Uh, I told them the to study. So no, (laughs) no, we have to have a little bit more organization than that. So get a copy of those test scores. I want you to help them create a college resume. A college resume. In my community, I have kiddos fill out a scholarship questionnaire. And then the way they answer the questions, I can just copy and paste the answers right into a resume template. It's a beautiful thing. So many scholarships ask for a resume. And if they don't ask for a resume, they ask for all the things that go on a resume. Leadership positions, honors, awards, uh, community service. So help them to create a resume. Here are some examples of what resumes could look like. And of course, when you have the Google Drive, you can have these things all saved, test scores, resume, transcript. And then whenever you're applying for scholarships and you need to download and upload onto the scholarship application, you can. I'm gonna stop right here because I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking and see if there's any questions. Thank you. Are you a busy parent of a college-bound teen and you're worried about how you're going to afford college? Well, look no further. You can go to howtofindscholarships.info and join my free email list. There you'll get tips, tools, and strategies delivered to your inbox each week that will help you get your kid into college and debt-free. That's howtofindscholarships.info.